Hello, this is Brooke Curley for the Eastern Arizona Courier, and I am with Cheryl Christensen, who is the director of the Desert Cat Rescue and Sanctuary, as, Paul, as well as Paul David, who is on the board of the sanctuary. Now, the sanctuary is a nonprofit in Graham County specializing in rescuing and the adoption of local cats specifically. Although the rescues are local, sometimes the adoptions go out to uh, PetSmart in Tucson. Uh, right, Cheryl? We have, we have a store in Tucson in the Elkhorn Mall, and we have another store in Green Valley. All right, let's just get just a little closer. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. This podcast is brought to you by Gila Valley Comic Con. Gila Valley Comic Con is March 27th and 28th on the campus of Eastern Arizona College in Thatcher, Arizona, and brought to you by Valley Telecom and the Quality Inn in Safford. Go to www.gilavalleycomiccon.com. Now, let's begin this this podcast and talk a little bit about the pet overpopulation problem in Graham County. I think a lot of people kind of just assume that this is the amount of pets that are running loose in the community and a lot of them sadly passed away on the side of the road. It's normal. I've lived in other areas and we actually do have a large pet overpopulation problem in Graham County. And as a reporter, it's a regular thing for me to come across reports of um, landowners reporting to the police that their animals have been that the tenants animals have been left behind in a rental and it's sad and it's heartbreaking but it's actually a day-to-day -day situation and we don't even want to think about you know the sadly it's the aggressive animals that get most of the spotlight but when animals are starving to death aggression is actually something that kicks in as, as a survival technique so there's a problem, but people don't know that there's an organization to help with this problem. So Desert Cat Sanctuary is helping the local cats. So Cheryl, could you tell us a little bit about your organization? Sure. Um, we serve southeastern Arizona. We handle mostly cats and an occasional dog. Uh, we are able to help facilitate dogs if you do need help with them. Uh, we do not take cats in anymore per se, but we do have them foster in place. All of our cats will be spayed and neutered. They will be vaccinated. They are vaccinated for rabies, uh, snap tested, and uh, microchip before they go up for adoption. So as time allows and space allows, we are able to serve the cats in this area by getting them fully vetted and then we take them to our PetSmart stores and um, put them up for adoption. We do have occasional local adoptions as well. So now, uh, how long have you been out there? How long have you been working within the community? We will celebrate our official four-year anniversary on February 22nd. Well, congratulations! Early, of course, but congratulations. Thank you. So, Basically, there is help and hope for local cats. Now, what can the community do to help you? You know, your nonprofit is funding, assisting with funding, and what else if you don't necessarily have money? What else can you do to assist the local animals? One thing we ask people to do um, is it, most people use Facebook, and we post pets on Facebook that are in need of help, in need of transport, um, if medical donations are necessary for some purpose, um, which they usually are for most any purpose, but sharing our posts on Facebook is one of the big ways that just about everyone can help out. Um, also donations, medical uh, funding, uh, donations of food or litter, 
helping transport, just reach out to us, even helping with events if you want to. One of the new things we do have, um, we've been doing it for about six months now, is our advisory council. And that's just for people in the community that want to come on board and help us out. Um, I can't tell you right now what they're going to be doing next month, but if you attend the meetings, bring a, a heart and hand to help with, have the conversation, tell us what you think we need in our community, and then help us to achieve good things for the pets and people in the community. Uh, the council meets once a month on the third Monday at 5.30 p.m., so most people are able to attend at that time. But where? Where's the council? It is usually held at the Spring Hill Suites Marriott meeting room. So far, that has been the meeting place. Okay. Subject to change. But. Subject to change, of course. Now, you have a uh, Facebook uh, page, you know, Desert Cat Rescue. Uh, what is the official name of the page again? Desert Cat Rescue and Sanctuary of Arizona, DCRSA. Oh, lovely. You know, Brooke, one of the things that, uh, as we have our meetings, is we get to listen to an awful lot of anecdotal uh, stories and, and information about the uh, about how the some misconceptions in the community uh, people believe that the um, uh, all they have to do is pick up the phone and say we I've got a uh, I've got a, a box of, of kittens that nobody wants or I've got a, a cat an, a, a sweet cat that uh, showed up and is eating uh, uh, my cat's do uh, food and uh, uh, c c come and pick them up and uh, it's it's important for for the people to know just what services we provide. Uh, one of the things I've been most impressed with is uh, once once a cat uh, is in in the so-called system, the um, the care that it receives and the outcome that uh, those cats are are uh, uh, ultimately adopted uh, and uh, and usually in a in a pet smart uh, location where uh, people come and they want cats little kids want cats in the worst way and and uh, women and and uh, ranchers and and uh, there, there's a high demand sometimes the demand. Uh, outstrips the, the supply, so I, I was wanted to hear more from Cheryl just about how the the, the uh, mechanics if a, if a person calls and says I've got a cat, what what what, uh, what exactly uh, can you do to, to offer that? Exactly, yeah. Thank you. I would appreciate that. Well, right now, due to our limited space, we're trying to keep any openings at our current foster homes for like emergency situations such as an animal control um, or someplace that does not have an outlet for these cats. So when somebody calls and they say, I've got this cat, I can't keep it any longer, whatever the circumstances are, and that's um, very often due to simply a, a change of living situation. Um, we ask that they, they keep the cat for roughly a month's time we will arrange for the cat to be fully vetted. We provide the transport and pay for all the services, but the cat stays with that person while we accomplish this work. And then as soon as the work is done and we have an opening at our PetSmart store, we will let them know and we will take the kitty down to be put up for adoption. So as I understand it, working with PetSmart actually assists you in a massive way. Um, when people just randomly go and pick up a free cat, I know because my kids have wanted a cat for so long and I will, I'll look at this kitty and I'm like, this is an adorable little kitten, honey, but there's no shots. The cat is not fixed. 
there I have no idea what the medical history or if it is carrying something and when you go through desert cat rescue as I understand it the 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 cat is fully you know this vetted I absolutely say. could you tell yes. me what else goes along with an adoption when you adopt a cat from desert cat Rescue. You have got lifetime support from us. We will be here with you every step of the way. If anything happens in the future that you can't keep your kitty, we want the kitty back so you are never just left with a pet. Um, we provide the full medical, um, spay and neuters, snap testing, um, FBRCP vaccinations, rabies vaccinations, and microchipping. Our kitties um, average, on average cost about $100. But for the amount of vetting that is done, if, and uh, research has been done on that, if you take your kitty in personally, you will pay approximately $300 for those same services to be done on another cat that you picked up at Walmart. Right. So all of that is done for you. Um, we stay with you. You join our family, per se. Um, we've actually got a Facebook group for desert cat adopters where you can post your pictures. Um, I've got one lady that I just absolutely love. Um, she adopted somebody from us two years ago and um, sends me pictures of his birthday party every year. She stays Aww. in contact. Uh, it's it's really, really neat. So this is such this makes me feel so good because as a reporter, it's sad to say I just see so much bad news. You know, it feels so good to hear such good things coming, you know, and good treatment of our animals for once. So now, Paul, I understand you are on the uh, Board of Supervisors for Graham County. Could you tell me a little bit about the the county's role in animal, the, the animal situation? Sure. Uh, people have some misperceptions. The um, Graham County has an animal care or animal, uh, a, a pound, uh, you can call it different things, uh, very basic services. And, uh, the, the, and we are uh, in that role because Arizona uh, legislature has um, uh, allowed or, or, or legislated or, or created laws that say that the uh, animals uh, that the dogs are to be um, it, it's it's a way of controlling uh, packs of dogs I think it had an agricultural uh, basis where uh, wild dogs would attack uh, livestock would attack people would cause uh, all kinds of problems and so uh, that is the why the laws were created not to mention the fact that they have vector in, in, in spreading rabies oh, yeah. and, and a real problem. So the, the laws were created. Uh, the, the county is, is able to uh, uh, charge a, a fee from our, or actually from our general fund, but we also uh, have a, a partners like the uh, city of Safford, uh, town of Pima, town of Thatcher, who realize that it's, it's costly, cost prohibitive to run their own animal care facilities so that they, they have uh, they, they pay us a fee, and we have a, a couple of animal control officers. We go out anytime there is an animal, any kind of animal, that uh, whether it's a, a dog or a cat that, that uh, bites, and we have the health department has a role in that. But uh, otherwise, we will we'll keep dogs that are, are um, uh, roaming without a leash, and uh, we will then try to uh, have them taken to a vet and uh, basic services and 
we've been very, very fortunate uh, in the last couple of years, with the exception of, 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 of hyper-aggressive dogs or dogs that are just so sick or or diseased or injured when they're picked up, mm-hmm. uh, that those dogs, uh, we've actually had the uh, uh, different animal welfare groups uh, from out of town will come and we've, we've had uh, the, the goal of a no-kill shelter. And, and people think that uh, we, we take cats. Well, we, we do, but we don't have a, a, a legal mandate to take cats. Oh. Uh, cats are considered by uh, Arizona Revised Statutes as free-roaming animals. And because of that, the, uh, and, and they really, uh, other than for small, small uh, uh, mammals and birds, they really haven't posed a, a problem with the exception of rabies. And so the, the state hasn't, uh, in their wisdom, hasn't really seen a, a, a need to, uh, to pay to, to uh, corral or to uh, remove uh, cats from the environment. Uh, but, but dogs pose a threat to, to people and animals and and uh, and safety and so that's that's the, the the reason that we have an animal control facility is because of that and uh, we, we'll take cats but there's a surrender fee and then we uh, go through the, the same process that uh, Cheryl does uh, the surrender fee helps to pay for veterinary and uh, we, again we try to uh, to place those cats or have an animal a humane group take the cats but feral cats, uh, you know, if you've got a, a, a wild cat, it, it's really wild and, and, uh, and it's not tame and it, it won't interact uh, with, with people. It'll tolerate you at a distance and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. um, those, are, are, uh, those are a problem. Uh, and and uh, um, Desert Cat Rescue has such a, 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 an elegant solution for that. And so the, we, we are so grateful that Desert Cat Rescue and Sanctuary of Arizona has their program because... Uh, rather than, uh, you know, people will get a trap and they trap the cat and then the question mark, what happened to the cat? Yes. Uh, and usually it's a, a very bad outcome. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the uh, I, I think Cheryl really ha- has a, a great solution. And I know we talked earlier, Brooke, and uh, and you have some, some real interest in, in animal welfare and, and, uh, and cats specifically. So... Uh, tell us about feral cats, Cheryl. Yes, sure, sure. I mean, um, feral yes. cats are cats that are not your pet. Right. Um, they are cats that would need to be trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, Desert Cross has been providing a service to our feral cats for, I believe, over a year now. Um, and they have been spaying and neutering these cats free of charge. You'll need to call them and um, have a conversation if you'd want to learn about their program. Uh, and the, basically a TNR program looks like this. You would um, set out a trap and catch your kitty. Yeah. Um, you would have notified Desert Cross in advance that you're planning to do this, so they're sort of expecting you. And then you would bring the kitty into Desert Cross to be spayed or neutered um, early in the morning and just drop your kitty off. In the cage. In the cage, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> um, and then they would uh, take care of the vetting for that kitty, and then you would pick the kitty up later that day again in the cage. And you take the kitty right back out to where you found it and you set it free. Now, as I understand, putting it back exactly where it, you found it is very, very important. That is a vital part of the program, so absolutely. Could you explain that a little bit? Sure. When your kitty is vetted... Uh, Part of one of the ears is nipped off, so you're able to see what kitties have had that service done um, from a distance, usually. 
So you have put a kitty into the environment that is spayed or neutered. They're not reproducing. They're usually a more healthy cat. And then they hold that spot um, because obviously there's a reason they're there. There's a food source. There's something going on that they're living where they are. Um, and they're able to hold that spot and live a healthy life. If you remove the cat from that spot, that food source or whatever drew that cat in the first place is still going to be there. And another cat is going to move into it. Then you're going to have another cat that is not spayed or neutered. They're reproducing in your backyard again and causing more problems. So the you know ideal TNR program is trap your kitty, take it to the vet, have services done, put it right back where you found it. And eventually, this leads down to you have a colony of cats that are fully vetted, um, and they're healthy, there's no disease, there's, there's no issues of that nature, and they're keeping your rodent control um, in force. And you one know? of the key things is they are not reproducing, exactly. and they are not adding to the problem that we have. Exactly. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much. I always wondered about that because taking just a single cat out of a location doesn't ever seem to be a solution. It, it isn't. So thank exactly. you, Cheryl. I sure. greatly appreciate that. Now we're going to take a little bit of a break in the middle. Uh, the third annual Gila Valley Comic Con is March 27th and 28th at the Eastern Arizona College and will feature all the fun you've grown to love, including artists and sketches, live action role playing, vendors and collectibles, and of course cosplay and the popular costume contest. Sign up today for the costume contest at www.gilavalleycomiccon.com. If you want to book a cosplay photo shoot, go to Stock Photo Fantasy on Facebook. That's Stock Photo Fantasy. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we are here with Cheryl Christensen of Desert Cat Rescue and Sanctuary, as well as Paul David, who is on the Graham County Board of Supervisors, and he is on the board of Desert Cat Rescue. So now we've talked about the reason why you don't want to just take a cat out, a wildcat out of its environment, because taking the wildcat out of its environment, basically it doesn't solve a problem. You will actually have another replacement cat that comes into the environment. So, wow, that's really interesting because a lot of people don't actually think of that, you know, the consequences of actually having a lack of an animal. So... Um, I, if I may, um, if anybody would like to learn more about that program or how to handle a feral cat or trap a feral cat, please go to uh, www.alleycatallies.org. They have tons of information on there, and they are a fantastic group um, that that is here to share the information for a TNR. All right, because a lot of people, the first thought is, <clears throat> I don't want to get bitten. And I don't blame them. I don't want to get bitten either. But I don't want wild kitty litters over and over and over again, overpopulating the area. And it's just a sad, tra- it's a tragic loss of life to see so many pets dead on the road, in sp- especially in our county. So, all right, now let's keep moving on. Um, what can the community do to assist if I remember right, we already talked about funding. We've already talked about possibility of helping with helping hands. Now, what can a person do if they just want to volunteer for Desert Cat Rescue? The best thing um, to do if you want to join our effort is to join the advisory council. Um, they're going to be the ones that are going to be providing the hands and the help, uh, coming up with different programs, fun things, you know, whatever can be done to support the rescue in their efforts. 
Um, if you'd like to join the advisory council, you can send an email to desertcatrescue at gmail.com and uh, let us know that you're interested in joining. And then you will get a welcome email back and you'll be notified of the uh, time and place of meetings and kept in the loop. So, all right. Thank you so much. Is there I, something? I've always uh, um, been very, very appreciative of, the, of, of some of the funding sources that people are incredibly generous, and, and we couldn't do it without some of the corporate and uh, and uh, charitable organizations. And and would you mind just in the last couple of years, who are some of the people who have who have kept the doors open and, and the lights on? Well, I I know I'm, my memory is horrible, so I'm going to <laughs> just thank everybody up front because I'm going to forget you, promise. Um, but recently, we had a great medical need. Um, we we do a lot of our vetting at Desert Cross. Yes, they're And um, we also get our we have um, Graham County spay and neuter discount vouchers available through oh, grant yes. funding. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, and uh, so. Um, our vet bill had gotten a little bit high there, and um, we needed to bring that down before moving forward again with this year's um, spay and neuter vouchers. Right. And we had some absolutely amazing donations from the community, and um, one that sticks in my mind is uh, Ed Jones. Um, we've had donations from Kempton's, um, Casa Manana, Boulevard Glass, um, many, many... Um, employers in the community have stepped up to help us with this and we have gotten that uh, that vet bill down to a manageable number again and we were able to move forward with our spay and neuter vouchers um, again at the beginning of february that's, that is wonderful news thank you so much for sharing that i appreciate it now could now just some people i know have never heard of the spay and neuter vouchers could we talk a little bit about that? Because Absolutely. it is actually, I always see the sign on the road, free kittens, free puppies, and I'm inwardly just cringing. So tell us a little bit about the spay and neuter programs that we have. We have uh, received two grants to provide spay and neuter help for our communities um, through the Arizona Community Foundation. One grant is for low income. And that could be if you're on food stamps, unemployment, um, senior citizens on a fixed income, anything of that nature. And the other one is just for general peoples. Um, so we provide vouchers once a month. We are limited to 40 vouchers per month um, because Desert Cross is uh, very, very busy to start with. And we're, we're putting this on top of their workload. So 40 vouchers a month. You can request a voucher um, in any combination for as many as you'd like to have. Cats are uh, $20, dogs are $40. There is an additional $5 deposit on the voucher. And uh, you call on the last Saturday of the month. The phone number to request a voucher is 928-965-4827. Leave a voicemail with um, your needs. If you have one kitty or five dogs and male or female, whatever the nature of your need is, and your phone number, and you will get a call back, and they'll let you know when and where to pick your voucher up at. Um, again, vouchers are uh, cats are twenty dollars, dogs are forty, with a five dollar deposit, and please plan to bring cash to pick up your voucher. But that is that is the program, and we're able to do forty a month for the community as long as we have grant funding. Well, and and I'm always curious. Uh, it's, I don't keep track of of what the, it costs for spay and neuter and and other uh, vetting services, mm -hmm. but uh, for for twenty or forty dollars. 
and, and, and that's a very small amount to pay. What kind of actual dollar services are they receiving through the, both the grant and then I know that our, our, our local vet is, is uh, at Desert Cross is, is wonderful and, and actually is doing things at a, at a reduced fee to, to make the, uh, the, our program, stretch our program. But what, do you, what would you guess are the, the, the dollar value of, of, of services that, the, that, that those animals receive for a 20 or $40 uh, voucher investment from, from individuals? Uh, I'm really not up on Desert Cross costs, but I believe the last I knew that a, a female cat to be spayed was $95, and I think like small dogs um, start at about 150 mm-hmm. So that's significant. Oh, significant. Very significant. significant. Yes. So. so, wow. It's, it's, it's a, a, a great collaboration. Uh, without our vet... Uh, we, we, we just, we, things wouldn't go as far mm-hmm. and uh, we, we, we're really blessed uh, and, and then the corporate givers uh, uh, and, and then the, the people who, who participate and, and the people who may not have pets but have a, a, a feel a, a need to um, contribute and, and, and assist the work, you know, the, the kind-hearted, good-hearted people which the Valley seems to be full of. We're, uh, we're quite blessed in that range. You know, that Graham County is actually the most, uh, it's one of the, the highest uh, counties for donations to nonprofits and uh, to assist those in need. Graham County is actually some of the highest numbers in the state. So it, it's wonderful to be, to be able to live in a county like this. So now let me see. Through December 2019, there were 152 cat adoptions and three dog adoptions through Desert Cat Rescue. So that is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we um, we were pretty impressed with our numbers. And uh, we're a reasonably new organization, so we're hoping as we continue to get established and get hands to help and people on board with us that those numbers are only going to increase every year. Oh, wow. Well, I can't wait to watch where you guys are going with this. And is there anything else that we want to touch base on? Can you think of something? I, I thought, uh, I've always been impressed. You know, Cheryl is the, uh, is, is really the, a co-leader uh, in this, and her husband is kind of the quiet, uh, uh, he, he's, he's the person who usually gets on the road and drives to Tucson oh. after, after, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, he works up at the mine and, and uh, long hours, but he is a road warrior. And, and other people, uh, could could you just mention some of the people on the board who, who donate uh, so much of their time and their their and their energy and their and their treasure uh, for for the cause? Absolutely. Um, our current board members, I, I will try not to miss anybody. So help me out okay. there. Uh, Miss Doris Kempton has been absolutely amazing in supporting the rescue, donating her time making runs to Tucson as needed. Oh, that driving. Oh, my yes. goodness. Um, in addition, um, Ms. Des- Esther Jones has also been um, very upfront, um, hands-on. Um, both of them have provided foster services for us. Um, we also have uh, Brianna Morris. She is our current treasurer, and um, she's kind of going to be heading up some of our events, I hope. Um, she's our advisory council liaison Tell between the board. Absolutely, and she is just... Um, high-powered energy there, so we're very excited to have her with us. Um, Carl and Carolyn Vessels are with us, and um, they're sharing great knowledge. Um, Carolyn's helping with intakes 
and um, scheduling um, our vet services. Carl has been helping um, on the treasurer side there, making sure we keep our numbers on the right places. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, Stacy. Well, Stacy's not actually on the board. But she's uh, on but the advisory council. She's, uh, she's yeah, the she chairman plays. of the advisory council. Yeah, absolutely. Stacy Scares from our neighbor's farm and pantry. Oh, yes, I know Stacy. And she's the chairman for our advisory council. And she comes with just a wealth of knowledge from <clears throat> wildlife work that she had done in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. She's got um, just a ton of good things that she's able to share and help us incorporate now into the things that we're doing. Okay, wow. You guys have anybody, a high-powered... Anybody high -powered I missed, I apologize. <laughs> well, and, and, and uh, you say high-powered, but to, to serve on the board and, and, and associate, you know, all, all you have to do is, is have a, a desire. I, would, I should say desire because yeah, we, the we, energy we, that they put out is just so intense. Sure, sure. You know, you know we, we, it's, it's the sometimes busiest people are the ones who are getting things done, but, but uh, we have... Uh, there's such a, a terrific need, and we would gladly accept uh, someone if they have a couple hours a, a month uh, would like to serve in some capacity. Uh, I, I'm going to have uh, Cheryl share the uh, contact information in, in a moment. But uh, if 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 uh, you're listening to this broadcast and you have a, a an, and it piques your interest and you feel an urge to uh, to, to to serve and to uh, uh, be kind to, to animals and uh, and, uh, and and people. Then uh, this is a good organization. So, Cheryl, what? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, there's any number of ways that we can be reached. Um, probably the fastest one is through Messenger on Facebook. Uh, if everybody would look up our Facebook page, Desert Cat Rescue and Sanctuary of Arizona. Um, we should pop up there, and you can send us a message at any time. We've got several admins available that can uh, respond pretty quickly. Um, also, please share our posts. In addition to that, you can check out our website at www.desertcatrescue.org, and um, our email address is desertcatrescue at gmail.com. I can also be reached by phone, um, but I'm not able to answer, um, so leave me a voicemail. I do work full-time as well, so just leave a voicemail, and I will get back to you. That number is 928-965-2971. Now, as I understand it, if you can't donate time, you can always, just the simplest things, like maybe some kitty food or maybe a box of kitty litter. Absolutely. You know, where could somebody drop off just some basic needs to be met? I mean you know, items that would go and assist you, where can they do that? Uh, at this time, probably the best places to drop off are going to be the Graham County Chamber of Commerce. And um, we also have a Happy Pets Meals on Wheels program where we have been sending pet foods along with the Meals on Wheels program for uh, two and a half years now. So um, we partner with CECAS, so you can usually drop things off at the Senior Center as well. All right, wonderful. Now, thank you so much, everybody, for being with us here today. Um, let's see. Uh, we already discussed the... Um, let's see if we can be reaching out to our community for help with this program. and um, um, An upcoming program that we'd like and, to establish oh, in the community. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about that, too. Sorry. I'm trying. There's so many amazing topics there are. There you are. know that actually everybody thinks about this as just a little tablespoon of it's simple i'm like no there's so much to go into this so tell us about this new program one thing that we would like to see happen in our community in the future 
um, as you know, any number of people reach out to us and say, can you take my pet? Right. So I have thought that maybe we can um, do a little better at helping people keep their pets in their homes. If we could possibly help them out occasionally with pet food or supplies, uh, whatever that need might be. So we're actually hoping to partner with our neighbor's farm and pantry at a future date and open a pet food pantry. A pet food pantry. People could pick up pet foods, um, litter, maybe um, water dishes, leashes, collars, whatever we might be able to provide for that program. Mm -hmm. So in the near future, we're going to be reaching out to our, our community members, um, businesses, etc., and uh, seeking support for that program to get that started. I think that you and I should work together. I think I would love to, you know, keep in touch with me about this, please. Sure. All right. Now, is there anything anybody else would like to add? Well, we we appreciate the t not only the the airtime, but your personal interest and your um, uh, you've got a great heart and and uh, and and your assistance in this. I know that you've uh, it's near and dear to your heart that you're concerned about it. That you're an advocate, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It's very nice of you. So, all right. Thanks again. This podcast was brought to you by Gila Valley Comic Con, March 27th and 28th, on the Thatcher Arizona campus of Eastern Arizona College. Brought to you by. Valley Telecom and Quality Inn in Safford. Get more information at www.gilavalleycomiccon.com. That's www.gilavalleycomiccon.com. www.gilavalleycomiccon.com.